0: Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla
1: Rock.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, call out cultists across the country, across the globe. Welcome back to another episode of Call Out Culture, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. Mm.
0: I'm hosting tonight. The the least listened to show by females of all demographics.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we might have more listeners than like Samurai Banana. More like lady listeners than Samurai, <laughs> Samurai Banana.
0: No way. no way. He's got more than us. You think than he's got more? Than uh, yeah, yeah, he probably way more. does. Definitely way more than us. He's probably got
2: more. Um, they probably and they probably have better audio quality too. That's a push. You know. You know no I mean, I feel like they're engineers. Don't, don't and
0: stuff. You're like holding a mic now. So. that's true. I'm
2: fucking wink Martindale up yeah, in this bitch. <laughs> <Wink Martindale. laughs> so um. So yeah. This just said Mm. i'm alaska the other voice you heard is my friend zilla Raka and co-host slash guest tonight boom um curly castro is still on the road killing shit all across the globe correct and uh we are joined by a special guest our friend first time long time first time long time i mean I mean, for me, it goes back to the days of Sifl with this gentleman.
3: Yeah, um, like, but like way back,
2: way back, back when you had a last name. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's like so. Cher. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, welcome <laughs> Andrew to the show.
0: Boom! Long <laughs> overdue, buddy. Sound, if anybody yeah. thinks there's any nepotism on the show, we've did 240 <laughs> episodes. until I had your cable. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it,
3: it, this is this is my first time. So.
0: Hmm. Just saying. You've been on Free Music Empire nine times, never been on co Culture. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a free fucking ride, bro. No, it's I, like, yeah.
3: I, got, I, had to, I had to pay my dues. <laughs>
0: had we to
2: had to be extra tough you. on you.
3: Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Know, I was like, yeah. I just thought, came to a point I was like, it's never going to happen. going to be on
0: the show. <laughs> You're like <laughs> like the is. Cubs. You just gave up. You're like, well, you yeah. know, we'll just go out there and have a good time. I can't control <laughs> yeah. it. It's not in my purview. And then boom. One day you're in the you fucking are. World Series and you. I won got, it got all. the
3: call.
2: I you got the did. call. You got to make the most
0: of your shot. You Went call. for the righty in the bullpen. Boom. A- as a out.
2: young rapper named Marshall Mathers once said, "You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow." <laughs>
3: spaghetti,
0: spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His arms. That, that that clip Jesse sent me. Someone just edited him saying "cold spaghetti" for <clears> the, the <throat> whole fucking song. His arms is ready. Knee tweak. Mom spaghetti is mom and mom's spaghetti. Like every punchline, I just put it mom spaghetti. It's spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. so funny. Oh, Eminem. He's just turned 50. He did. Yeah, well, uh, apparently,
2: according to Twitter, fans are celebrating.
1: Mm,
0: not our fan, but well, if if we just said like said, hey, I I uh can't believe he's that old, we would just get our mentions blown up for four fucking days straight. Blown up, yeah.
2: Of course they would have German accents because yeah, like that's the only people that listen oh to God. are like Germans and dudes from
0: New Zealand, and yeah, and white dudes with severe mental health that's been undiagnosed. Yeah, so, people, yeah.
2: people that <laughs> juggalos look down on.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, and M&M. still shop at Target though. They they see his CD on the end cap at Target, like fucking Eminem is back, sick, and then they buy it. <laughs> it's great. It's relapse part three. <laughs> Yo, it's like my favorite one again.
2: we didn't my closet
0: better. again. <laughs> They're like the guys that still would stay up on like shitty action franchises that you forgot existed where it's like best of the best 4 you're like <laughs> no one from the fucking any of these first three are in this. But yeah, but dude, it's just they're fucking it's still kicking ass. It's great.
2: Even Sasha Mitchell turned it down.
0: Yeah, he's like he he was the go to for all the failed action franchise. that Everybody moved on. He's like, oh, shit, I'll take on that shit. Whatever. So wait, wait, I'm we should just actually fourth. use that as a segue right
2: now because we're going to talk about your record. <laughs> Karate culture, baby. <laughs> We're going to talk about your record. Don't That's wait for name. me to leave. And I have a question.
0: Okay. And that question reads: notes. Here we are. Karate culture. Let's talk. Oof. Jump right in. Look at yeah, that. Yes.
2: So, I mean, it came up, and it came up in the conversation. We're We're down. Down.
0: You cannot defeat me. <laughs> hey, yo, Ninja Gaiden, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, yo, Michael Dudekoff was doing it all, yeah, Cobra Kai, eye against eye, I'm just the best of the best day, Han with one eye, Chris Pentite, Husky Boy, Shin Karate Warrior, local, local ass whippings, first lesson show discipline, oh, I learned restraint there, it served me well, I learned pressure points in South Korean talk, holding eyes while my hands were soft, swinging bows and break boards with my head at nine years old, man, that's it was so raw shit double dragon fan but i skipped the movie but mom still stood me to see Only the strong, I'm like Go ninja, go ninja, go The perfect weapon, Arima Williams cat Will get you sent up I quit karate right around 96 Plus the culture got pitiful Second rate Sasha Mitchells I moved on from furious fits Streets are sidekicks The next karate kid is not Jaden Smith I grew up on karate culture Van Damme posters, Ernie Reyes And three ninjas before cheap thrills And cheap liquors, now it's rare as flea flickers Oh, oh, oh. You
2: shouldn't block with your face. So uh fucks up with karate culture, gentlemen.
0: Um Andrew, before I get into my spiel, what was your thoughts on receiving a song from me called Karate Culture over one of your beats?
3: I was fucking hyped because like <laughs> I I was that was like my shit, dude. Like when I was a fucking when I was a young ass kid, I was like a ninja ten years in a row for Halloween. <laughs> I like when I went to when I would go to my like my all my dad's side moved to Jersey from yep. South Philly. Everybody was in South Philly. Yeah. Everybody moved to Jersey except my dad. So Amazing. every time I would go to Jersey and like stay with my aunt and uncle, they would I'd make them take me to this place called Cobra Imports.
0: <laughs> now were these outside? live cobras? Were these live cobras and where were they imported from? That's there the was, question.
3: They there was there were no cobras. They were oh. not live. There was there was ninja I would buy ninja stars yes and throw them against trees in south jersey <laughs> I would get fucking like my ninja headbands and fucking wear that oh, yeah. shit like every day and, like they were like that was like instead of my and before my like fucking my head my sweatbands yeah like that was my I was wearing the mm-hmm. ninja headbands with like
0: you gotta wear that
3: had the flyest fucking uh like uh, design just, on the like, front. Yeah, like, you trying I to be
0: on some know. Danielson shit?
2: Yeah, you had to have some bonsai design on that yeah. shit.
3: Yeah, dude, I had like this one that had like two tigers, like fucking from either side. It was fire, and I would literally be on a street in in South Jersey throwing ninja stars against <laughs> the fucking street.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> Yo, my so, my, yeah, N- be- my ninja stars journey was 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 similar yet different. Where I my my uncle he he had he gave me his he gifted me oh, his ninja it. star wow it's south philly because he was the youngest still of him, in my grandparents three-bedroom house where nine people grew up with one bathroom in South wow. Philly. wow i hope you kept was, them to hand them down to your son i have it somewhere you can then so, hand
2: them down to his son and
0: yeah, yeah in the, and in the middle of the ninja star it has like the yin and yang logo like embedded in right so we would just stay in his room and just throw it at his door so there was all these holes in his fucking bedroom door. And just, they just star, just t- chucking that shit.
3: And probably like in the wall from Mrs. <laughs> and like everywhere else. But yeah, I mean, that was my shit. So like I grew up on that fucking like watching like all. I always had all like the Bruce Lee fucking VHSs and shit. Like, yeah, I was all of I was like I was all in. So when you're like, what do you think about that? And I'm like, well, it's funny. you should say that. <laughs>
0: You didn't tell me any of this. This is great.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, it was just funny, when when you when you when you told me that, yeah, like I literally was just like, I mean, this this was meant to be. I like literally thought I was a ninja, which I was. I clearly right. was not. Right. Um. But yeah, I what I wanted to be a ninja. That's for sure.
0: Dude, it's amazing. It, it's I I I was like I was I think I was driving by Shin Karate here on South Philly on 7th and Argan where I was a student for like 8 years and my father still lives around a corner from Shin Karate. So one day I was like driving by there and I was looking at it like how the, now they they push like MMA. To, yeah, this, I mean cuz that's the
3: natural progression.
0: Right, cuz no one wants to do actual karate. Everybody wants to do MMA. So I remember looking at that where it said like you know offering MMA and all this and I was like bro, you guys were fucking crushing it when it was karate. And I was thinking about it and I was like, dude, like karate culture like, ran the world. It had like a good 15, 20 year run. Yeah, it did. It really Straight did. Up. It like, really did. And so it occurred because I, I, I went to Shin Karate. I, I did karate. I was I was on a thing called the SWAT team where I was so good. They were like, yo, we don't even want yo, you to come in regular classes. They were like, yo, come the to the night the classes. I was the best. Like, come to the night classes. And the SWAT team, where we would go out and do like do demonstrations at summer camps and shit. And fucking after school programs <laughs> so they have the old like the backups as like the young kid moving up <laughs>
2: I thought they might have had you on like the sept of train system, like <laughs> keeping like guardian angels or some shit. My ours behind my back folded, just watch a motherfucker.
0: You know what I so, mean? With your gee on. Yeah. So, but when I was doing it, it was real. Like, you had to do tests. You had to do like, you had to run sprints. You had to do fucking tests in Korean. You had to learn. It was like real shit. I was a kid. After a while, I was like, all right, like, I don't really want to do all this anymore. I just want to like <laughs> talk to girls and play video games. Like, I'm not trying to like learn South Korean talk. So, but when, we, when I would go, it was like everybody when people found out like I was doing karate like that they would be like oh shit like you do karate I would be like yeah like yo show me your fucking moves it was anywhere show so it was like on site moves. yeah and then when you're there it's like they would have I swear to god we would play our warm up music was like the fucking top gun soundtrack iron eagle soundtrack wow. techno it was ill and then we would just be like they would do like um like events at the karate studio where you would do like Parties and shit, and like theme nights, and you would like stay. You would bring like your your um your what's it called your sleeping bag, and they would have like fucking pizza, and all the kids would hang out, and they would put on like a nighttime like the karate movies, and we'd be like crashed out on the karate floor and shit, watching like fucking like uh, sudden death or some shit like all the Van Damme choice. <laughs> so they would have the posters up of all the Van Damme, and they would get them for free because they were a karate studio, right? And we were playing like all the hype ass like eight. We used to play like Cool Mode D um what was that shit i go to work like wow. an architect they used to, we used to play that we used to run that shit to death we we're like warming up and so That's it was amazing. like a whole thing dude like my first girlfriend she was in my karate class like we were fucking do weapons together <laughs> so it was so ill where i was like yo man like this was the biggest thing ever and so like on our pod you know we've we've talked about like american ninja like michael Dudikoff, and all these and van damme we talk about van damme a lot so it, it just like I just wrote it in my phone. I just wrote down like karate culture. And I was like, yo, that's funny as shit. Just to think about like, yeah. I grew up on but, karate culture. Like,
3: it, it, but like, honestly, though, at that time, it really was like everything at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, there was so much like movies and everything was like, oh based man. That it was so big. Like, from like, you know, and it wasn't just like, kids it was like right it was like all different ranges because there was like the van damme shit there was like the steven seagal fucking oh. shit which which you know obviously that was like a whole thing with the underseed shit and
0: like yeah and then
3: there was like three ninjas and then three nin- then you
0: had yo like, did, did you fuck ninja with turtles. only the ninja turtles did you fuck like, with only the strong do you fuck only with the, only strong the, the strong joint yeah Yo, my mom took me to see that shit i was going crazy watching that movie like i was gonna put that in the in the in the in the song, but I, I put I put best of the best. Like best of the best was like me and my dad would watch best of the best all the time. They used to be like Saturday afternoons that shit would be on TV. I was like, oh shit, Chris Penn, Eric I Roberts, Penn. Tommy, pop it back in, Tommy. James Earl Jones.
3: It's just crazy that like that just ruled like
0: mm-hmm.
3: I don't even know how, but it was just a th- it was definitely a pocket.
2: It was Ew. there's so much shit that popped off in that era because of VHS culture yo yeah. like if if it wasn't for vhs culture none of the shit that we love would no. be around
0: Yo, like yeah. you know all, like, think about how many american ninjas they've made yeah i don't, I don't remember oh, any of them just being in a the movie theater bro no but anytime i walk in a movie theater i'm like american ninja 4. Oh shit that came out okay boom rent it yeah you're right yeah, wow, dude VHS. jim kata came out wow oh you yeah. talk about that yo do you fuck with remo williams
2: Oh, the adventure begins!
0: Oh my God, Remo yeah, Williams! Come on, Remo Reeves. Williams was shit. He ran across the wet cement. He did, and you know what's ill is like <clears throat> how on on cable TV now, right? Like I still pay for cable because I'm rich, so I pay for cable <laughs> and I watch it, and I'm balling. And when 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 there's not like live programming on, the only thing on every cable channel is Marvel movies. It'll be like Ant Man, Guardians Two. Yeah, fucking Captain America, Winter Soldier, all oh, just filling up the time. And it's like either Seinfeld or like uh, like a different world or fucking Marvel, right? But back in the day, to fill the time, it was fucking karate movies, karate and horror. That's it. Yeah,
2: it was the shit. A- and and like Men at Work, com- like comedy starring Amelia West. Of mm. And
3: then at yeah, one men point at work. it was The Replacements.
0: Yeah. <laughs> replacements. Yo. with the football God- joint? yeah I yeah shane falco shane footsteps yo, when falco. i
3: was i feel like when i was like for at least five years every day that i missed the school i would turn the tv on and every channel was the fucking replacements My
0: <laughs> man, they ran it to death yeah dude yo like, and nigel just... gruff the kicker is on fucking yeah. house of the dragon audit on, on fucking hbo it trips me out wow he's like this wise old sage who's running the kingdom and shit shadow guy and i'm like dude that's the kicker from fucking replacements
3: yeah bro. Yo, that movie literally just like never left TV for like Dude. years. Dude, that cheerleader
0: God. smoking hot.
3: Yo, that, that, that movie Oof. was like, you're like, damn, placements on that's on again. All right, I guess I'll keep it on. Dude, <laughs> just, I, like, saw, you I saw just that in the theater, run. bro.
0: I saw that in theater. I paid wow. money to see the replacements.
3: I don't think I did that, bro, but I did
0: watch yeah, it the a lot.
2: cheerleader mm-hmm. was in swingers.
0: Yeah, she was the girl that he got the number and called her 50 fucking times, the most yeah. awkward scene of all time. Because
2: Favreau was in the uh replacements.
0: Yeah, he was the linebacker. Oh, juiced yeah. Up. Yeah. oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was crazy. Oh, fucking kill him, coach. Yeah, yeah. and then, was, <laughs> and then they were like, yo calm, calm calm- yo, calm down, Danny. He had a fucking like, like skinhead haircut and shit. He had a neo-Nazi cut. So wait, mm-hmm. so
2: <laughs> just to spin off of this and then we'll get back into the record. Mm-hmm. That led into a trend of shitty athletes put together with the right coach who was like an alcoholic or something (laughs) yeah yeah like there's a whole genre of movies based on necessary roughness
0: bro unnecessary roughness major league mighty ducks um, mighty Mighty ducks even hoosiers yo yo gordon bombay had a fucking dui that's why he had to become a coach yeah
3: because they then they gave him as community service to be the fucking (laughs) coach for the city team
0: they were like, yo, this drunk should be around children. Right. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense.
3: Yo, this dude's an alcoholic. Let's get him around some kids.
0: And bad kids. Kids from broken homes. Yeah. They have no talent. Like, that's his punishment.
2: Yeah, let's put them on on <laughs> knives on slippery let's, services.
3: Let's help these kids out. Let's get them to go far in life. A,
0: a yeah. drunken lawyer who hates himself and has no children. He can't relate to anybody. And no, the kids no. are terrible.
3: And these kids are like already got it bad. But like, yeah, let's let's get this guy helping. Good
2: idea. Yeah, it's a good, it worked good out, idea.
3: Bro. Worked out great.
2: I mean, it did, right? They won mad yeah. titles. They, they fucking
3: it. went to the Olympics.
2: Exactly.
3: Like they went to prep school for free. That's
2: they represented the city. country of Minnesota.
3: Yeah.
0: The whole country. We weren't divided <laughs> back then. <laughs> this is crazy.
3: Wow. Reed. Now there's a fucking. And Reed
0: from fucking, he's on Daredevil. He plays yo, fucking Foggy Nelson. Yo, yo, a, yeah, there's there's he a, he, uh, he was the bully, right? Yeah, he was one, the four, number 44, Fulton Reed. Yeah. his Yo, yeah. Andrew, he was like fucking Ally Afraidy with the slap shot.
3: Oh, he was. <laughs>
0: like he was 104 bad. miles an hour coming at you. Yep.
3: Yo, that straight up was like the young Ally Afraidy. Yeah, I remember when that <laughs> was dude balding. was balding. Oh, my, that dude was scary. He, like, he looked like the dude. He reminded me of the dude from Men in Black in the fucking, uh, when they're in the. When they're in the restaurant, and then like the dude Edgar kills the the one big tall dude. He reminds mm-hmm. me of that.
0: Dude. Al like, Iafredi, yeah, like
3: straight up, straight up alien, like not human.
0: Yo, he was he was my favorite dude to be in NHL ninety two
3: ninety three. Al Iafredi, and that's like such an alien name too, right? Oh <laughs> no, Iafredi. Alien, I'm just saying.
0: Like what what nationality would you think he is? Al Iafredi, Italian. I,
3: don't even, I just think it's yeah. one word like that right. is, <laughs> it's
0: you know like a I mean? one
2: a one name person ally exactly. Afredi.
0: ally afraidy yep. like you never said al no one called this motherfucker out al. was ally afraidy exactly that's what like he's saying. like from saudi arabia or some shit wow, so this, this, this episode is gonna get so much ill feedback i'm excited so far all, all right
2: God. so so now that now that we've dissected yo, karate Afredi. culture
0: yo real quick before we wrap up okay. karate culture shouts to jonathan Brandis and sidekicks with chuck norris oh chuck norris yeah and what he you, was also in
2: Ladybugs, another,
0: he, a he covered the whole genre. Literally, I don't even say that word. That that movie is the most problematic fucking movie. Ladybugs? Yeah. Yeah, it's real yeah. problematic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a lot of problems going on. Yeah. Like they, they make a joke of like him getting dressed up as a girl in a dressing room, and he's making him wear a wig and a dress. And the shit he says, he's like, oh, you're putting it on too tight. He's like, stay still. You're always crying when I put it on you. Like it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> when you watch it now, you're like, listen, man, that's how things were. Like I saw that as a kid, like six times. That shit was fucked up.
2: That shit was <laughs> fucked up. That shit. And um, I mean, you wonder why the kid offed himself. Mmm. Okay, it's so canceled. Oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah, this, is, my, this shit, got wild, comments, I got, this shit this. got wild, dark, out of nowhere. This shit got
0: wild, dark. Jonathan this recipes. Yeah. He was on that Sequest show. You ever fuck with the Sequest with him and Roy I never fuck with Sequest.
2: But did you ever see the Punky Brewster documentary?
0: Yeah, Kid ninety. Yeah, he was all I up in on that. fucking limousine liquor, bro. Kid yeah. ninety, Joey Lawrence with the Tide sweatshirt, but nice and Sean Bresper. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Milwaukee Buck fucking draft bust in basketball history. Sean, to wow. Sean Bresper. All right, right. We're all over the place. This is, this is incredible. This is,
2: we're so, all well, let's let's bring it back
0: so you got a to host let's do it
2: i want to i want to get into the vibe of this record because for me i want to know what you guys think of the vibe and then i'll tell you what i think the vibe so what was the vibe that you guys were going for when making this record
0: Hmm. Um, sort of
2: like vibe and theme or whatever like however you want to define that
0: uh all right as okay so when i heard so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things corresponding at, at the same time yeah. Pop pop 1967 drops. <laughs> right. And shouts to Darko for putting that shit out. So I peeped that record, because Andrew and I very briefly did a show together and, and like crossed paths before COVID. Um, so I was aware of him, and then I saw that record drop and I thought the cover was amazing. I checked that record. I'm blown away. I'm telling everybody I fucking know to listen to the album. And then when I hear it, I'm like, this this dude's dope. So I reached out to him, like, yo. We know we, we we did that show together. We know a lot of the same people. Like if if you want to do some shit, let's do it. So he said he started sending me packs. I'm like these shits are crazy. And then I, I think I might have did like one or two songs. And then and then I, me and my son were leaving T ball, and I bumped into Andrew at this yeah, coffee spot.
3: Like the next day.
0: Like literally the next day, right? I pulled up next to him. I think I'm like I think that's fucking Andrew right there. So he was man cool. We were kicking it, and uh. So I was like, all right, this this would be cool. And so I was doing shit. And Alaska, you, you know, it's like when when you're first like working with a new producer or a new who, whoever, you're like, you know, trying to impress them and be like, I hope this motherfucker likes this. I don't really know this dude yet. Yeah. Um. So I was in that phase, and he was like, Yo, this shit is crazy. He was like, Yo, like no one's really ever like picked my beats like this. So I was taking them and doing shit.
3: Like I never gave anybody. I never even sent anybody beats. I like made beats for myself out of like necessity and just. So you're like, yeah, you want you got any beats? I'm like, I guess. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sending them to death, fucking anybody. Right.
0: Though. Yeah. And so I, I, I by that point, I'm pretty much like I was I was done career crooks. I was done Midnight Suns. And I was like wrapping up Vegas Vic. And I can't remember if I'd started. We started Sedale Threat or not yet. We, we were probably like in, in, the, in the middle of that record. But I, I didn't have anything for me. And so when he sent me that shit and me, me just playing the shit out of pop 1967, I was like, yo, like I, I know what to do with this shit. Like everything he's sending me and his whole style, I get it. Like it it makes perfect sense and it's a nice departure from everything that's out already from me and then what's coming out. Like this is another space. And so like that was, that was the biggest thing the whole time we were making the record and started hanging out more and started getting, you know, cool with each other more. I started collabing more and he's playing me a lot of shit he was making, you know, for his solo shit, which led out led, led to um The Rain Knows What It's Doing. So it just became a place where I felt like uh, Alaska, both you guys know this. You don't want to just like keep chasing your tail, run in circles. You know what I mean? Like all of us know what sells right now or styles that people are into. All all of us can make those records that are pretty mm-hmm. fucking simple. And I'm, I'm not into it. You know what I mean? Like, so when I heard pop, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this dude is doing something I really just respond to as a music fan. And the beats he's sending me aren't that. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I'm going to make my version of pop in 1967. It's like we can do something new that's, like, really soulful and warm and cool. It's got a lot of funk behind it. And I was like, that's some shit that we can exploit because no one's doing this. And so I was like, the more we started doing it, and again, he and I, like our relationship was building, like the vibe for me was just like, I felt like I, it was like a hangout record. You know what I mean? Like Midnight Suns was like heavier shit. Career Crooks was a heavy record in terms of like concepts and shit. And then like how long it took. And then even um, Vegas Vic, like that, that was like a long, I'm working with a lot of producers. Sid Dale Threat. It's me, Prem and Castro. Like everything was like heavy you know what I mean, and not in a bad way. Just meaning like, there's a lot of time that go and effort and collaboration. Whereas with him, I would be like, "Yo, I'm doing a called Karate Culture. You with it? Yeah, all right, fuck it, let's do it." I'm like, "All right, boom, here it is. The, um, let me reach out to Wally. I think he would be funny." Boom, he did it in one day. You know, like everything was like quick. Everything we were doing, you know, and then we spent more time on post production and doing shit versus like making every song so i just wanted something like quick and easy and andrew was like a very willing collaborator and producer to where it wasn't like nah man like see the way i work is you know you gotta do fucking 50 takes or you know what i mean it wasn't there's nothing wrong with that but it it wasn't as it wasn't as like um like tedious it again, was not, i think it right. was
3: more I feel like it was more just kind of organic yes. and like, I like how you, way you put it, like, it was more a hangout record. Whereas like, yeah, it was really light in a way where I like it was, it was, it all came in steps. Like, it was like, all right, I hit you with a bunch of beats. Right. You were like, all right, cool. I'm going to do like a bunch of these. And then, so like, I did that at the beginning, you kind of like hit it on and did the writing. And then we met back in the middle. And we kind of were like oh what about this for this and we would get up together and i would like come over his house right. and we would just be like hanging out like going through what we had and kind of like building upon like our skeleton of whatever it was to kind of like build it into a full product and right. where so it, it kind of felt like we were we we were making a record but it like it wasn't like we were like oh we got to do this or this it was like kind of like we were just like going through what we had and then just building upon that. So it kind of felt like yeah. it was like not like much pressure because it didn't feel like work. It was just kind of like, yo, we're just, we're just like having fun making this, making this record. And it just right. like really came, it really came together. I feel like and it, like, it gives that feel of like way lighter. Like it's, right. it it feels like a very like up record. Like it's fun. <laughs> Like obviously, there's there's different themes in there, but like overall, I feel like it has a really up vibe, and it like doesn't feel forced right. whatsoever. Yep. It just kind of feels like a very like light, flowy record that kind of like just feels natural or something.
0: Mm. you like I'm even looking at my studio notes. Right, the first song I, re- I wrote and recorded was Limousine Liquor. Right, that was May 2021. Three days later. I wrote and recorded Draper Papers. Two weeks later, I wrote and recorded Karate Culture. Five days after that, Andrew came by. We did Actions in a Now. No, I'm sorry. I I did Actions in a Now and then Super Bowl Sunday, which didn't make the record. Then I went down. and fucked with Sarik and Brian. I came back. uh, Three days after that, I did No One Cooks on Friday. This is all like in a month Mm -hmm. from like May to June 2021. So that's like five songs. In a month which is quick for me like I don't, I don't really work that fast so yeah it was it was pretty chill
2: it makes sense because when i listen to it it feels like a hanging out on the weekend record mm. like in a lot of ways it's like it almost feels like just being out and about in your neighborhood on the weekend like running into people yeah. doing shit but like easy like not where you got a lot of shit to do you're just fucking lounging going to the corner store right meet some people you kick it with them for a little bit and then you go home have a beer like that's really the vibe like i pick up when i listen to the whole record that's basically it
3: word i mean it's light it's it's definitely like it's like it feels like a like a summery spring light day like you said like just cruising around not necessarily like a destination you're just kind of like just going with it kind (laughs)
0: of hell yeah and I, i think too at that time like spring 2021 this is like world's starting to open back up vaccines you know what i mean for me it was that viable like yo all that drudgery and fear and panic and dread that i was living with every fucking day it's gone is out of here you know what i mean yeah. this and this is before omicron obviously so but and so like even on the record there's no mention of covid there's no mention of trump like none of that shit of you know what i mean all. it yeah album i said to him i said before too, to other people it's like this shit this shit sounds like covid and trump never existed which is mm-hmm. what i love about it
3: and it yeah. happened right in the middle of it pretty much right <laughs> which is like so
0: it's an
2: escapist record 100 yeah, it really percent
3: 100 it, it is that
2: so so speaking of the time frame of that it was recorded like what were the things that you were doing and consuming that led to you like sort of coming out into this world being like you know what like i need to make something that's completely different um like was there anything you were listening to or anything that you were around that was influential for that
0: hmm i mean i'm 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 looking at my studio notes right around the time he and i were doing this i was like heavy into um i did my verse for the shrapnel record i did a lot of sadale threat around this time and And then I draw Vegas Vic. So all that was happening all at the same time, and I just felt, but I felt like there wasn't like a there wasn't like an album. Andrew, I don't remember you and I didn't. We weren't even like, yo, it needs to be like this type of shit. I don't don't think that was the conversation. It was more like I was working on a lot of shit, wrapping it up, and then he was making a lot, and then playing me a lot of shit too that was coming out or came out, and then it was just like being. It was just fun. Like it wasn't. There was no plan. Is that like there was a lot of think, execution strategy, like for the release, but like for the music, there wasn't.
3: I think. I think what how it kind of like it kind of shaped itself. Really, It was like um, I made. I was making a lot of these beats in the same time as I made uh, like Pop nineteen sixty seven. Right. Um, but it was like kind of in. It was like post that where I had recorded it, but I was still making a lot of stuff and it was just like kind of growing from there.
1: Mm. And
3: I feel like I just kind of like, when I sent you stuff and you like chose the things that you were feeling, but like they, that flowed together more and that like just your, the beats you picked kind of like formed the sound of the record really, Um, which was like, you know, obviously light, but it was it it's it's kind of like I gave you like uh like a giant pretty much like a giant, you know, like pile of something and you just like, <laughs> you know, pushed it from aside and then like put, you know, the couple pieces back together to make the picture. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like a jumble of things and then you kind of curated what I had gave you to like kind of create that overall vibe of the record
0: yeah yeah man and so and so it was just like um it just for me thinking back on a net it's like one of them things where like you're just so just doing shit you're really not thinking about anything too heavily you know what i mean like the the most thought i feel like we put into it when it was like arranging the record you know what i mean and be like okay what what are we cutting or like where should this go or what can we add that was like a lot of work but that's pretty much it
3: yeah i think i think But I think that was like, that was also to a big strength of the record was that like, you know, like I did, you know, my part in the beginning where like, I'm like, all right, these are those things I made that I'm gonna send him. And then, you know, obviously he did his writing, but I think the biggest part of the record was us getting together after those things were already done. To then like put all like the small little like touches on the record that really like brought everything together to make it solid. Cause like we're in the same room, like, yeah. you know going back and forth, trying things, trading ideas, like what if we did this, mm-hmm. you know like adding those little nuances that like made it kind of like so cohesive and just kind of like just cool little things that weren't like, all right, you you sent me this and I put this and you sent, you know, yeah. back and forth. It was like, we got together in a room and was like, all right, what if we try this and, you know, mm-hmm. doing doing little things like that i think that really made it like made the record
0: definitely
2: that's awesome um so andrew i got a question for you like you you mentioned earlier that this was the first time that you ever really like just hit somebody with a shit ton of beats yeah how was that like th- did that make you like feel any sort of way like was this something you were uncomfortable with or were you like uh... excited about it and then like, Both. how did it differ from your regular, like sort of creative process?
3: Both at the same time, um, like, uh, like I said, like I only, I only really, I taught my, I mean, taught is a fucking strong word, but like <laughs> I figured out the, you know, I figured out how to do what I do in, in during COVID in the pandemic with like, so I was, I was working at the bar like running a bar for like years and that that point came where like they shut down all bars and restaurants and like yep. I'm pretty sure that happened in every city, right? Like where you couldn't like at least in Philly, like it was like March sixteenth. Yeah. They all bars and restaurants were had to be closed for two weeks straight up.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
3: after that you they like reopened to do takeout and shit. But so that day the owner came in fucking tried to get me to leave my shift because they had the locksmith coming in to change the locks, sold the fucking business out from under us. Damn. And I was like, all right, I don't got a job. Fucking went home. Then the fucking lockdown happened. And I was like, well, I'm not just fucking sitting here. And I was like, I literally just got on there and like was working and working. and, And that's when I taught myself how to like fucking produce. Um, at least you know enough to get by to like make to be able to make shit for like for myself just because like I just because I wanted to like I was getting stuff from people and whatnot and like I'm fortunate enough to like be able to work with some talented people but like only I knew what I wanted to hear for myself you know what I'm saying mm. so I taught myself then so when Zilla like heard pop and then hit me like I had only been making beats even at that time for like not very long. You know what I mean? So at that point, I have zero confidence and like I'm not just like hitting people like, oh, yo, yo, you want some beats? I'm like,
1: hmm. I don't
3: know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, he's like, yo, you got some beats? And I was like, yeah, but I mean, what you hear is what you got. I can't I can't really like, if you want me to fix something or do something, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. So that was kind of like, I was definitely a little like, oh, uh, well, maybe you like this i don't fucking know so i mean i was hyped because it's definitely like a you know as like you know i've played music my whole life like i play guitar and bass and fucking played in bands and did all different types of shit so like as like someone who's just always been around music like yeah that was like a really like i felt like accomplished to be like all right cool like i'm working on a record with somebody else like it's not just me rapping over my own shit you know what I mean like to give it to get some stuff out to other people was like really cool and that was like really the first instance of that so that was cool but yeah I also felt nervous as shit because I was like fuck (laughs) (laughs) just like uh, well here goes nothing you know so that was um it was definitely both um Yeah, I don't know. I took the longest way to answer that question, but you know that's what I do. I just go off on tangents and then usually don't even get back to the point. So I did get back to the point there.
2: I like that. I appreciate it. I I appreciate the the full ride all the way back from you know start to end. Um, Z, like kind of building on that, like the the vibes of the beats are really different than stuff that you usually rap on. Yeah. Um, Did you find like a certain freedom with that with your flow? Because like your your flow on this record is a lot looser a lot more fun and you talk about sort of the the approach to it of just like sort of not really stressing on it kind of hanging out having a cool vibe but like like you're doing shit like you know jack and old naughty by nature flows and throwing it in there
0: yeah um
2: so like what was it about andrew's music that sort of opened up that lane for you to be a little more free
0: um i, f- I feel like the the music he was sending me was Shit that I used to really, really be into as a producer in like 2005 to like 2009. So a lot of the shit I was checking and listening to and buying was the styles and sounds he was sending me where I was like, oh, wow. Like I really used to listen to nothing but this constantly for a good four year stretch and. You know, as you progress as an artist and as a fan, as a writer and everything else, you just get into different little pockets. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this, I know these records, like I know these sounds, I know these vibes, and it it felt like it felt like a playlist I had of shit that I always wanted to write to and never did (laughs) from that time. And so when he was sending to me, I was stuck because I was just like, "Man, this this is man cool." Like I, but I didn't want to. Like, the only beat that was, like, really hard to write to only because it was so ill was um, Rain Delays with, with with Castro and Rich. Because um, that one, I'm like, this beat is so fucking crazy. And Castro did his verse quick. And then Rich, me and Rich, like, had a phone call about it. And um, we were, like, joking and shit about, like, what the song would be about. And the next day, he sent me, like, the the verse and the hook. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is... That like that set a new watermark for the record. Um, and then later on when we when we did um you need friends with Brian, like that was closer towards the end. Like that pushed the record up even higher to where I was like, okay, Rich and Brian to me, on top of like Andrew's and uh, Andrew's style as an artist, I was like, this is such a hard left from like the monotonous, you know, like drumless loops, grimy, like. 1998 content that I was loving and consuming for a long time and people were do were doing as well. But I was just like, this this needs to go, this needs to lean further into that shit, like away from it. You know what I mean? And I remember hearing like the mockami record. Um this goes back to your first question. It's it's kind of coming back to me now. Okay. When I heard Pray for Haiti, it starts off like that shit of like like the drumless shit and just the grimy loops. And then as you get deeper into that record, it it becomes more musical with Mox flow and they're singing and the, and the beats are pretty. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I remember playing pop and pray for Haiti, like non like back and forth in my car. You know what I mean? And anybody who's in my car, I'm like, this is what we're going to listen to. So I feel like that was pushing me in that space and his beats were like sunny, you know what I mean? And, and, and warm. It wasn't just stripped down grimy shit. So, for me that was like a chance to walk like lean into that even more not stay with what what i was doing with with midnight Suns or career (laughs) crooks or anything else so his his production like kicked that open and for just like all of us are just like this way like we're listeners like you go through phases like yo i'm really into such and such right now or now i want to listen to this shit over here it's like I'm I'm good now with like the gr- like that style of rap like the grimy mm-hmm. drum drumless loops with dudes with no hook and they drop 17 records a year like I'm good you know what I, mean? yeah, like, I, I need to hear that shit again I'm like overdosing on that like it was fun in 2016 and and now I was like well how the fuck do I just get out of that and Midnight Suns did so well <laughs> you know what I mean And Career Crooks we did great I was like well on my end I'm like it's kind of a risk to, to do this type of record, but I don't care because I love it. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if it sells 20 copies. I think it's the dopest shit. So I, I'm, I'm glad people are coming aboard. And that's why it was important for me like, to put out Andrew's album first mm-hmm. to have a plan in place. Cause I, I wanted, I like that's my thing with him is like, he's such a complete solo artist already with his own space. I don't want to like, you know, like on some Silicon Valley, like, he's not like my blood boy. Where like, I don't have any ideas and I just like steal his whole shit. Or like, you know, like young Chris and Jay-Z. Like, that's not the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to like steal this dude's whole style. I want to (laughs) add something new to it that wasn't there. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But also embracing what he's cooking up. Because it's not like the other producers I work with. It ain't ain't like Ray West. It ain't like Griff. It ain't like Small Pro or Chong. You know what I mean? They're all like in their own places, which I like.
1: Yeah.
2: That's what's up. So. I'm going to hit on this real quick and then we'll take a break because you brought it up. So the, the two main notes I have on guest appearances are um, shit, where'd I put on rain delay? Mm-hmm. I want to discuss the horn in rain delay <sighs> and just how perfectly it interacts with Rich's voice. Oh. Like, I mean, did you guys realize when that was happening how special that was or was it just like something in the mix that was like, holy shit. Or, like, you know, I mean? you know that, did you, like, when you were all, thinking about, did you have Rich's voice in mind, like, this will fucking kill it on here?
3: Not even at all. I mean, I just said that to him, and he, Zilla was like, I want to get Rich on this. And that that's all Rich, though. You know what I mean? Totally like, Rich. That's Rich having that and, like, him, like, using that to his strength to, like like, boost him to, like, that part being so, like, Fucking wow! You know what I mean? Like yes. Rich literally just used that, like, because he he's such a special artist. Like he just used that to like live, to make you just like you hear that you're just like holy fuck! You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. he did was just take that to his advantage and fucking just make you just. It, that was yeah. That's like a hundred percent Rich right there. It's just All
1: like day.
3: being like oh yeah I'm a here you go perfect like. He, it's he's,
0: beautiful
3: yeah he's he nailed uh, it Rich is a special dude
0: yeah he he was like to me a secret weapon where I was like one once I started thinking about this record more I was like it needs to be more in the lane of rich than it is like another like Benny the butcher Conway type of guy <laughs> like rich is such a fucking awesome guy and he's such an ill singular artist where I was like Like I was bumping his EP uh, Blue Beach a lot, him and Killer Mm -hmm. Kane. It's only four joints, and I would play the shit out of that, and I'd be like, "Yo, we need more of this guy. Like this, his style needs to set this shit off." And I thought getting Castro on that song was so ill because Castro, like Castro, heard it and he came up with this whole fucking story about Danny Moonstar from New Mutants and about like at a casino and all this shit. And it was just like the typical, like, genius Castro part of like kind of coded, but if you know what the code is, you're like, this is for me. Hey, yo, yo. Woke up on the first floor of the Taj, tell me what's mirage, Double down before I passed out, the coupling was odd, Danny Moonstar, left a pegasus in the garage, lemonade
3: haze, or at least that's what he claimed it was, best if it's a light your buzz, always what it happened was, never mind that matter, gonna go for double blinds, I does, digging in with print and the logic, we never mind the dust, high table, deep in the desert, we said to find a blue. pocket stuffed with chicks, get cannolis, you can leave the gun, Acid hit, trippin', Wait till the dealer bust Nikki in that black book, surfing on that black sands Never be the bad man, don't get caught off that hook No clocks in sight, Sitting crooked is a bad look Fuck it all, bet sixes, put it all on Scott Brooks Omen in the distance, someone playing Dr. Knock boots Bury
1: me loose, that is not true
3: This the year I get
2: a gold chance i simple, I can melt.
3: just get out the way this the i get a gold chain. crazy just some links no charms and yeah
0: and then you have rich who is like crooning to me you know what i mean and then yeah. and then he's kind of like talking on his verse you know what i mean he was like chilling but he was based on conversations me and him had because originally it was called like the end of the gold chains where he was like, me and him were talking, he heard a beat, he was like, yo, this shit makes you want to just, like, take my gold chain off and melt it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even, like, (laughs) as cool as I thought I was. And I was like, yo, that should be the joint right there. So he's like, that's the end of the gold chain, something simple I can melt on a rainy day. And then, so we were like, yo, this is ill. And then I was stuck writing that verse. That, That was, like, the hardest thing I said before to write it, where, like, I didn't write it until I was in the car going to Baltimore. To go see Brian and Tariq do King Cobra, so mm. I had like enough time, like this is to fuck around and think about. I'm like, well, I, I can't get smoked on this song, like goddamn, like I put everybody in place, and this is the pretty pretty much like the hottest beat on the whole shit. Like I can't just get bodied, so that was like one of them joints where like you, you're overthinking it too much, and it kind of <laughs> cleared up. But like that beat, we originally were gonna earmark it for Sedale Threat, um, to have Bruiser Wolf on that shit. Like that was okay. like the first plan. <clears throat> when we were all combining resources in the, in the wrecking crew Dropbox, where I was like, yo, this, I said, Andrew just sent me a bunch of shit, they're hot. And everyone was like, eh, they're cool. But like that joint is, that's the one. And then I was like, yeah, it is. And then I was like, you know what? Nah, I need, I need to like take this back. And they were mad. They were like, fuck you doing. So Casher was like, well, I got to be on it. I heard this shit. Like I got to be yeah. on this fucking beat. <laughs> so that, that's how he ended up on that joint.
2: Okay. Nice. Uh, and then my other question is uh what is the best guest feature and why is it Brian Ennels?
0: It's Brian Ennels. Like I don't know what to say. <laughs> I
3: was <just> gonna <laughs> say why is it Brian Ennels?
0: Because it's Brian Ennels. Yeah. So so Brian so uh, be this. Oh, get Brian. Go, uh,
3: go ahead. You cause you were you were getting into going down to Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, I went uh, I went down there when they were and this was like phew, I, 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 I can I probably have the date somewhere on my little my little studio notes. Um, Brian, yeah, I did, I did shit with you. So I went down there like this. What fucking day was this? Um, this was like June, May, June of last year. I went down there and they were doing King Cobra. And so I was like, yo, I'll, I'll come through. We'll fucking hang out. We'll meet in person because we, you know, we, we talked on the pod and we, I was getting mad cool with those dudes just like texting and shit. So when I went down there, I was like, I was playing them um pop i was playing them like um tony hawk pro skater four i was playing them oh, i forget other songs i was playing but they were like and this was like after the session was done so like, I, I did a verse for brian but they were recording um melancholy boogie mm-hmm. they were recording coke jaw and then um uh then it's one of the joints like what's the song where he says god's good pussy's better what's that shit he says on king Cole? um not uh not brian's what little man that one called he's like you know what, what my mom's 65 it hit me son she's probably gonna die like that shit uh what fuck's that song called sambo's yeah. last words okay so they were doing those three joints and then that's
3: a good session to be at that was a crazy yeah. session
0: so <laughs> so you like, were just hanging
2: out at that session
0: yeah i was just hanging out and then i did a verse for brian that i think's gonna be like on a solo he puts out at some point so i, I recorded but i was just like chilling with them for like five hours yeah. And this is like my first time just being the fuck away from my family since March, 2020. So, you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was like a whole thing just to take a ride, go out, you know, do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and keep it moving. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual date, my book, my, my bit. but anyway, so um, as that was happening, as I'm seeing and watching these motherfuckers do their shit, they're bringing musicians in back to back and singers studios immaculate i'm in baltimore as i'm getting ready to leave i'm like yo you guys were really fuck with they're like taking a smoke break i'm like "Yo, you guys fuck fucking my man andrew so i was playing them like i said tony hawk pro skater four and then i played them um something else off pop then i was like yo he's got beats so i played them i played brian and Tariq. i played them draper papers they Mm -hmm. were like this is fucking crazy and then i played brian the beat for no one cooks on friday okay Because on the ride down, I came up with the concept for that song. So I did, I wrote the verse for Rain Delays, and I came up with the concept and hook for fucking No One Cooks and my verse. So I'm spitting that shit to Brian, like playing on my phone. We're outside in the rain. He's smoking a cigarette. He's like, yo, send me this. Send me this. This is fucking stupid. So I sent it to him, and then they were wrapping up King Cobra. So he he didn't write to that shit. I was like, all right. And then I I followed up with them when – we had um, we were rap- We were getting close to wrapping up the record, and um, and and it, it ended up becoming "You Need Friends," which was originally it was originally just called "Friends," right, Andrew? The the first one. Yeah,
3: it was called Friends. Yeah, and so <clears throat> yeah, it was
0: originally it was a totally solo Andrew song for "The Rain Knows What It's Doing."
3: Okay. Yeah, which had come out at this point. Now we held that song off of it because it right. didn't feel like it fit on that record. And then Zill's like, yo, what if we, what if we use this for the record, but we get Brian on it. And then that's when that became that, which is funny. Cause like, I really like that song. he's like, yo, I like this, but it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't go, it doesn't like fit into the whole vibe overall of like with the rain. And I was like, kind of salty. And I was like, nah, but I want that song on the record. And then, but, you know, obviously I was like, yeah, you're right. Whatever. You know, makes sense. So we held it off. And then I'm just thinking like, all right, whatever, you know, this song's just like gone to the cutting floor. And then, then it, he pops back up and with that idea. And it's funny cause I liked the song before and then Brian got on it <laughs> and it I feel like I always liked it, but it felt like an incomplete thought because it like needed more than one voice on it or something. Like I feel like it could have never ended really. It would have just been like a movie without an ending because it was <laughs> just like there wasn't the right content there. So like then Brian got on it and it was just like came to a next level. And uh and it was funny because Brian was like, you know, it was so much like Brian doing his verse, but then he was just like doing stuff all over the beach. Yeah, like we, you know, we sent him, you know, obviously sent him the instrumental and like he did his verse, but he's like just like singing the singing the hook like just randomly on there and just like you could tell he was like having so much fun and doing all these just yeah. admins and shit. Turn the turn the beat down a little bit for me. A little louder on me. On. Yeah 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 Like, feels like, seems yeah, like, rain. Looks like, feels like, seems like rain. Looks like, feels like, seems like rain.
2: But I got an umbrella Take another sip out the bottle, yeah it's plastic Addiction no. writing checks, my liver can't cash And anxiety was creeping, the well you should relax it No matter what I take, depression is everlasting Umbrella made of steel, still with precipitation Niggas making millions, I'm just sitting here hating Peace to the gods, but I'm still eating bacon Only thing that I ever perfected was flaking My people waiting, I'm probably not showing up Open bar, I'm probably throwing up I don't shed tears much I lost my tear duct Somewhere between my dead dad and first Dutch Look, breaking bad wasn't really that great I'm pushing through heaven Strip copper off all the gates Get rich, still die, sad Nigga, I need pain It's 80 to 5 and sunny But I need rain I know you crying
3: And then, so the original hook was just like me doing "I know you're crying out," like the hook, and then like and then just doing the high parts. And then there's a part Brian's just singing it like randomly on the beat, not even saying like "Yo, put this in the song." Like he just sent it back, and that was there. And I was like, "Nah, this is the hook." Like Brian, Brian's got to be the (laughs) hook. I'm gonna sing behind him, and then sing the high parts. But like Brian, that's like the voice. Like that needs to be both hooks. That's like the hook. I was like, he's he's the main. I'll like, I'll like, pad it out and like do like a, some like build it. But like that's like gotta be it. And it was just so good. So
0: dude, yeah, he I and just he, same he singing did that. that
3: verse all the time. So
0: he he and he did that right before he left to tour King Cobra in Europe. Wow. Like before the album came out he went to the studio and did a bunch of features he did like that and fireside chats too because this fucking engineer sent me all of the stems and I'm uploading the shit I'm like why do I know this verse and I was uploading the stems for Griff because none of the shit was labeled yeah so and because Griff had sent me the demo he's like <clears throat> oh Brian killed it and I'm like, why do I know that? So I'm like, Griff, this motherfucker, I got your stems. Do you need them? I'll just send them to you right now. As an the engineer sent, They weren't labeled. It was just Brian yeah, Vocals.
2: Just Brian Vocals. Yeah.
0: So when Brian did that shit, but like I thought to put Brian, because again, he was I originally wanted them on No One Cooks on Friday. And then I got you, Alaska. You're like the main dude. And then towards the end, I got Prem because I was like, Prem needs to be on this shit. He's working in the service industry. Like, I'm overthinking it. Yeah. But when I got Brian, I was like, watching him do. Like I said, Bel- Melancholy-, Melancholy Boogie, Coke Joel, and um, what's the last joint again? Sambo. Sambo's, Sambo's last words. Watching him do those songs in full, one takes, one takes, straight yeah. through, right? I was like, number one, he's from our era of, like, I don't do punch-ins. I do mm. the whole fucking song. And then number two, I was like, those songs are so ill. And then the verse I did for him was more like a hit, like just a random hip-hop beat where I'm like, he can really do any fucking style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And True. so when I heard you need friends originally, I was always like, this sounds so interesting. but when it was just an Andrew solo song where I was like, I like this. It's got like a different tempo. It's like really minimal, but like it makes you want to keep checking it. And I was like, yo, Brian is up for the challenge. If I just sent him this shit, you know what I mean? Like he won't complain. Like this is fucking weird. Who is this dude? Because you, you can't be weirder than Fucking saying, you know what I mean? Like all them songs I watched him do for Cobra. I was like, yeah, he can do it. You know, anywhere. Brock so do anything. Yeah, and then when he yeah, just he's added genius. like he, j- I got the stems back, and it was just him going, yeah, 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 na 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 na, and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. shit! And he had so many vocals. I had like thirty fucking vocals figuring out like which ones. He he would do he would do the whole verse like, all right, let me hear that back like that's on the track, or he'll be like okay turn me up for this part yeah 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 like it was all live everything was kept in there so i was like yo i love having shit like that to sprinkle it in to make it sound like there's a real session happening and then once we got that like i said like him and rich to me i was like okay now now we have our thing now like it's being crystallized in front of us that's what's up
2: all right, so let's take our first break. We're an hour and uh, 15 minutes in, about boom. So
0: it's, it's time for a long overdue <laughs> yeah, I get break. so bad, it's unbelievable. All right, go take Just that. the piss white claw. I'll be right back. All right, boom. Hey, yo, don't wait for me to leave the new album from me, Zillaraca and Andrew. His album's groovy as hell, man. So it's like eating a bowl of ice cream for breakfast. Available now on $3pistol.com. We're doing vinyl pre-orders, tapes in this cigarette flip-out paper box you haven't seen since 98, CDs, and we got everybody on this joint that you love, Alaska, Prem, Wally Clark, Brian Annals, Castro, Rich Jones, Teller Banks, cuts by my man Marcus Penn. yo, I love his record, I want you to hear it, take all your troubles away, it's therapeutic like that, but in a non-corny way, grab it now, don't wait for me to leave, Zilla Rocca and Andrew $3pistol.com and streaming everywhere. Three, two, one.
2: All right, we are back. So I have a question for you. I kind of posed, like, posited to you a little bit before we started, but whenever the whole time I'm listening to this album, I'm thinking like, and and this is just the term I came up with because it's like growing up like a, a blue collar kid, right? You know, sort of thinking about like the experiences that you have when you're like, that type of a kid in a certain era right. of time. Like, is this is like the first good dirtbag white boy album. Mm.
0: Right. Like Kid Rock is not is not, he does not agree.
2: No, but what? I mean Kid Rock's like Kid Rock's <laughs> redneck hick album. That's different than dirtbag white boy shit.
0: Right. Um, so
2: like, you know, it's sort of like when you grow up in a certain type of neighborhood, there's like certain levels of roughness that come to you, but there's like these connections that you yeah. have with people it's like sort of like it's fun right it could be a little violent if you have to you might have to fight dudes true you also might like you know let the air out of somebody's tires on their bike true you might fuck around and egg somebody's house on halloween correct you do dirtbag shit you get drunk at like That's 12 both. yes very true you know shit like that so
3: smoking weed in the cemetery
2: you know <laughs> Did did you guys have that type of background growing up, and like, exactly. how did that connect into this music? Because so much of Zilla's lines are shit, like, you know, like limousine liquor, like that's yeah. just some like prom night shit getting fucked yeah. up and not even making it into the prom. Yes, type of thing. So like, you know, dirtbag as
0: fuck. I mean, it just how does
2: how did that influence you guys as creators?
0: Uh I mean, early on when. Again, I I didn't know Andrew that well. So when we started doing some of the songs and then we would meet up in person or text and talk a lot, I was just trying to, like, say and do shit that I I thought he would respond to. You know what I mean? Like, to build that bridge.
3: I I thought this guy was a dirtbag, so I'm like, yo, let me talk about things that he does.
0: Correct. Because I'm like, I thought, so, you know, he would always be like, he would be, I'd be like, yo, you want to come through? He's like, nah, I got to go play hockey. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock at night. Like he's like, yeah, I I, I just got done skating. I gotta go eat. I go play hockey. I'm like, you sound like my uncles right now. Like this is what my uncles do until they were like sixty. They would go play fucking hockey. So for me, it was like very, it was very tied into all the people like that unconsciously, like my uncles I grew up with, and then my dirtbag friends and all that. Like I didn't have like really solid well-rounded friends until i was like like they're like 30s i mean everybody i knew was like scummy to some extent and i loved them you know what i mean but like, <laughs> it's just because that means i'm scummy so you know that's that's totally fine i just I mean, think
2: go ahead. so i was gonna say like even my adult friends the ones who yeah. are like well-rounded came from that world correct you yes. know what i mean
0: like and i they just I got you know out there like
2: you know what i actually like to read too
0: Yeah, like like, like to see an interesting film. I I think what a lot of the texts you and I have, Alaska, and then you, me and Griff, (laughs) it's coming from people who've never touched that world. And we look down on them and and laugh at them. Yeah. Like they just never had like any grit or filth or like fucked up situations to navigate. Everything's been like pretty good. You know what I mean? Like never had to deal with anything shitty or embarrassing or everyone's a piece of shit around you you know what i mean like everything's been like like a negated community view of the world and so then when they do encounter that type of shit they literally stop everything they're doing to complain about it on the internet versus like and take photos of motherfuckers and try and get them fired
1: whereas like i'm like
0: that was that person didn't really mean to do anything that's just how the fuck they get down like that's just yeah, how they do they talk. don't, they, like, don't
2: they, they don't know your language of academia correct
0: like yeah. you know so as a person like you said like I, i've read a zillion books i've been to a million art movies in my life i like mixing the highbrow with the lowbrow because mm-hmm. you know I, I, we could watch fucking three ninjas and van damme the same way i could talk to you about like gus van zant or you know fucking like lay samurai and you know like criterion collection shit you know what i mean i feel like all of us have those on this call like we have those understandings yeah. versus like the dudes I think we all left behind are like they only stayed watching Van Damme and Steven Seagal oh yeah you know what
2: I mean? and like, they're oh,
0: still God. watching the, those dudes make movies they like still, like wild
2: the Chuck Norris
0: <laughs> that's my take I don't know about Andrew
3: <clears throat> yeah no I mean honestly yeah it was very it was definitely very reminiscent of all youth That i can like recall i mean yeah like everything you just said is really just kind of like how it was i don't you know like fucking drinking in a football field when you're 12 and Mm -hmm, fucking like knowing like having friends that overdosed on heroin in fucking eighth grade you know what i mean like yeah you know just some shit some weird shit okay i don't know it's just uh but like also the same shit with like Fucking shenanigans type shit with fucking like all the ninja stuff. And it was funny. It was like kind of like I remember him sending me some shit and I just like laughed because it was so <laughs> relatable that it was almost like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's like, there is this like some Truman show type shit going on?
0: Well, when, when he, when you came by and did the hook for Dom Irera, right? Dude, Dom Irera, like, that's amazing. <laughs> so, he, I forget what the hell happened, but he sent me to beat. and I'm like, this shit is hot. So then he came by the house and he was like, oh, like I, I was going to do a solo song and the hook was going to be fun. That's what you hear in my house. And I was like, yo, I know what the fuck fun. <laughs> means. I've grown up around Italian people my whole life. Like, that's crazy. I was like. I don't even know if people are gonna get it or like that shit, but the fact you're saying Fungal as the hook, I was like, just lay that shit right now. That,
2: that was so. that was the moment that connected this album to me. Like, I mean, I was like, wow.
0: Hey, yo, that babe shopper used to sell porn tapes. That wig shopper was a blockbuster. And the drop time playing purple tapes. Five rushers of Ben Folds rocking out the suburbs. Catch me in the corner doing Dennis Scott numbers. Hipsters on the beach wearing denim getting sunburned. Mini gun, them on the free game. Shots one five one, the pregame NHL 93, making Wayne's head bleeds Homemade nest tea, you extra school fit My uncle made the local news with his pool stick Trick shots, hustling them big pots He walked in smelling like piss And walked out with some big knots. Now I dress like him, new kicks and white brims Chest tearing tattoos, power lifting eight plates One talk with wise men is work like Ten classrooms, and shouts to Hodge Cause you owe me for them bedrooms. Give me some high life or what have
3: Fungo, that's what you hear in my house when you run through. As a young one true. them old heads and the youngest ones too. Everybody losing their minds mind, screaming fungo, fungo. That's what you
2: hear in my house when you run through. As a young one true I mean, I'm not Italian, but I grew up in a lot of Italians, they yeah, just like, yeah. oh, yeah, that go. Was
3: literally Just like going to my literally growing up going to like both my parents born and like born and raised south philly and like so all like south philly italian so like every sunday for my whole fucking life i went to my grandparents house to eat dinner with everyone on my dad's side of the family yeah, and sunday like dinner. All, yeah and everything was literally just Fung like fungal, ah, like,
0: fungal, Eric,
1: the,
3: like, like that. in the kitchen, just screaming at each other like over a fucking pot of gravy. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it was. Like, it was literally just like, who can yell louder at this time? So
2: yeah, I I, I used to work on like beer and soda trucks from like sixth grade on in the summers,
1: right?
2: Um, and just it was. I mean, my dad used to say fungal all the time. He was like an Irish dude from Yonkers, but. <laughs> you know he he grew up in like the eight neighborhood sense. he grew up in eventually became the neighborhood that the locks came from you know it was oh, like shit. everybody left the the white flight happened but that's like the neighborhood he grew up in it's oh like poor irish your dudes. dad's
0: like i love styles p i knew him because yeah. he was fucking seven yeah i mean my, my dad's
2: had false teeth since he's been like eight because <laughs> they they got it they had rock fights and he Jesus. got hit in the mouth with a brick
0: <laughs> Dude, we, we use it just like in South Philly when I was growing up. There was just broken glass and piss everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere the fuck you went, there was broken glass or an empty 40 bottle or like glass soda bottles. Oh, yeah. And we just pick oh, them up yeah. and just throw them. Really throw them, yeah. Fucking throw You're glass bottles like, oh, all the time. You got to oh, piss, you piss oh, on this person's oh. step. Like, we were just filthy.
2: Without question, we had stray dogs everywhere. <laughs> It was what we had like a, a vagrant hotel down the street from us, like right behind the supermarket. So we would like, we'd go to the supermarket and there was a place called September. right next to it where we would play video games. And then we'd go to the supermarket. It was like an a and and get like 16 ounce glass Pepsi Ooh, and then go guys, throw it at the hotel where the vagrants were.
0: <laughs> Once we are done with it. Like it reminds me of that Nas line. that has been stuck in my head for like almost 25 years when he says like early eighties throwing rocks at the crazy lady yeah like we it's just do like filthy fucked up shit to people. horrible shit dude I, I had this one dude i was cool with he used to go to the fucking vet parking lot during phillies or eagles games and just kick people's hood ornaments off their fucking car and take them and they ride home with them
2: he was like 13 dude. my brother and his <laughs> friends he told me about this like years later that they used to get drunk and walk around the neighborhood and flip over people's cars There'd be like 12 of them, they just start rocking them back and forth until they could flip it on the side. So, like, Mentos commercial?
0: What's that? Like the Mentos commercial, except like they're moving a car and shit.
2: I get, yeah, except they're just flipping it. it. Like, you wake up one morning, you're like, what the
0: fuck? Gotta go to work, and your car's on the side.
3: Yo, that would be crazy.
2: I would be so heated.
3: I mean, relatable also.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it's just like dirtbag shit. So, Then the, the follow-up question is, what, what would be the perfect activity for one to do while listening to this record? I was thinking crabbing, <laughs> going to the river to catch crabs.
0: <laughs> crabbing. For me, it's, Andrew, if you, if you go this deep as South Philly, you got to go bowling at fucking St. Monica's on the Sunday uh. with the girl. Oh, my God. You got to go to the basement of a church. There was a bowling alley. It's wow. still there, right? It's a church and a school, Catholic school and church. And you go down the steps. They would have fucking kids' birthdays, graduations, sweet 16s, the buddy bumpers, all that shit. So for me, it's you're going bowling at St. Monica's. You leave. You go to Argon Diner. You mm-hmm. get a little fucking. You might, you might get the French onion soup or, or the veal cutlets, which are gross. But you can fuck with that. Mm-hmm. And this is back when Ark and I would have like the quarters. You would play, you would play the jukebox joints, but then it would play on everybody's booth. On everybody's, yeah, because they all got they're all
2: hooked into the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like
2: that. that that's yeah, my that's, quintessential.
3: Yeah, that would be wow. Yeah, that would that would truly be like the South Philly shit. And then it's funny when you say fucking crabbing. That's <laughs> <laughs> I've never been my,
0: crabbing. I've been I've been fishing. Never been crabbing.
3: Yo, I went crabbing one year with my dad when I was like. 10, and we caught like 80 fucking crabs. It was the craziest shit ever. I was like, what? Yo,
0: I was like... What are you going to do with this?
3: I, I was like, is this going to be my profession? Am I just that good of i fu- I'm just going to go. I'm going to be a crabber.
0: You're a crabber. Don't go oh, to school man. tomorrow. You're a crabber. No, You're I'm fifth fucking,
3: grade. I'm, I'm living up down Sea Isle now. Ooh,
0: crabbing. Years later. That's you know, Ill.
3: That's fucking funny. It's amazing. I don't know. It just seems... To me, when I like, when I think of the record, honestly, if I, the, the visual that plays in my head is like legit. I think it's probably planted by a line that Zilla says, but like, it makes me think of like being in like an old, like an old Oldsmobile or like an old car, but like a church, like a church ladies version, like still in like prime condition, like an Mm. old car but like runs great because she kept it in the garage. Yes. Like, perfect. And like, I, I see sitting in that car, all windows down, like sunny day, fuzzy dice, but in slow motion. And like the colors are all like shining through the through like the, the windshield. And it just like hits all those spots. And like, there's just a conversation happening. And like, that's playing in the background. Oh. So that's like the, that's like what, I see when I listen to the record.
0: So sweet.
2: Oh, you're muted, dude. That's wonderful. So <laughs> did you That's guys wonderful. ever see the the movie Diggers? No. It's Paul so. Rudd, Peter Dinklage, and Ken Marino. Ooh. I love and, Ken Marino. And they're like, basically yeah. like.
0: I got to look this
3: up.
2: I, I always should. thought they were, they were, um,
3: oh six, too. That's not yeah. yeah. I thought they, I always
2: thought they were like crabbers, but they might have been like clamors. Wow, uh, I've never uh, heard of this movie ever.
3: They're clamors, yeah, independent clamors,
2: yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what I see. Like, that's fine. <laughs> I gotta I watch this it, shit. It, it's not particularly good,
0: to okay, be honest. Well, with you Ron Eldard's in it, he was slept on. Sarah Polson, okay, yeah.
3: I'm fine. it I'm should fine be better be than it is okay yeah
2: uh, but um
3: fine, it's on hulu apparently
2: okay yeah so you know it could be a good it could be like a natural like mashup like um wizard of oz and dark side of the moon <laughs> Dark Side. <of> the moon. <laughs> all right so um let me get back into these questions so i want to talk about the the hooks on this record because they're pretty goddamn
0: amazing oh thanks bro
2: so you know I, I kind of think this sort of goes into the breaking out of your traditional style but like how much influence did working with andrew have on the style of the hooks
0: Whew. i mean he did how many hooks did this motherfucker do um yeah he did he did many. what dom irera what else you, oh you did friends friends,
3: friends. Yeah, i mean i did that me and brian did at the way it's recorded is us together but yeah that Honestly, you you did most of it. I mean, I only um,
0: did a couple. Okay. And then. I
3: mean, I sang on Actions of Now with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You sang on Actions of uh-huh. Now. And then Rich came up with Rain Rich Delays. Rich did
3: the Rain Delays.
0: Tell her Banks, another fucking heater. Jesus. Yeah. Tell her. Yeah. Tell her yeah, um, his, his verse is like a hook to me. You know, wasting my time, phrasing. praying for my crime, grievings. Amazing like how I made it.
3: It's like a comment. It's like a combination. That was cool too because that was another good. That was another like prime, prime example of like a Zilla idea that I didn't think of at all. Like because so, a thing that like that was getting floated was like all right. I was sending him little like short snippets of stuff. We were talking about using musical interludes in there that were just sorry instrumental interludes, just like (laughs) in the album. And so like, you know, I made a couple of those and like that Teller's Lament was one of them. It was, it was uh, just like something that I honestly never even expected to be rapped on. And I was like, I loved it. I just loved it as an instrumental. And, um, and then, so I just like assumed that was gonna be an instrumental. And then he was like, yo, what do you think about, what do you think about like getting Teller Banks on this? And I'm like, well, honestly, like I thought it was gonna be instrumental, but if you think that's something that's like like gonna could work, like I'm definitely I'm open to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I just didn't see it as a beat to be wrapped on. Cause like as for me, like I was like, I'm not tackling this beat to wrap on. Like I this would this is not suit, this is not my strength here. So I'm just thinking of that as like an instrumental. And then he, he sends that back with that and I'm like holy shit like it just took it to a whole other place so crazy yeah
0: that joint was nasty I, and but to go back to the question specifically about hooks I feel like it was like Draper Papers doesn't have a hook but I wrote it like a Drake song <laughs> because Drake will do like 80 to 90 bar verses and you don't realize it's all rhymes because he'll, f- be- he'll bounce things around. So I was writing and I was like, yo, I got to stop here and like break this up. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, feel me, holly, if you hear me, though. <laughs> Can you feel me? Or like, guess who, Bizag back on the block with them flow. Like throwing shit in there, but it's not yeah. like, okay, here's a fat chorus for you to enjoy. something
2: to latch on to that you know that's familiar
0: right but it's it's all one long ass rhyme Mm -hmm. and then like even no one cooks like again i came up with i try to make that really really simple and i once you did it i'm like i like how you do it the most i'm just gonna make you the main hook of this whole song because i I didn't i just wanted it to sound like i didn't want it to be just like my record you know what i mean like i wanted andrew's voice i wanted you to do a hook like once brian did what he did i'm like this is amazing rich Tell her, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of like musicality. And so I felt like me and Andrew could create a space where people could get a little more loose and and funky with it. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. the chorus is like, I remember like the only like, like, hard, like karate culture that was like that chorus. I was like, I want this to be like some Raekwon shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like rhyming. You know what I mean? I grew up on karate culture, Van Dam posters. But the rest of it, I was like, there's so much. There's so many like nice juicy parts to get stuck in your head that 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 one song can have that you know what I mean or even yeah. like but then like new love where I'm like you know um you know she heard I found a new love she heard I found a new love she won't. I just did that real quick like it just came to me in a moment mm-hmm. in the studio I'm like oh I'll just record this see where this goes um you know like so it was it was in a place of just again like make making it as clear as day with like a neon sign pointing to it being like yo what me and andrew got no one else is doing this type of shit and we can have names people know and fuck with in our space but even what we're getting them on isn't things that you might like you never really heard prem really on that type of beat before no yeah you know what i mean like and prem is an adventurous incredible artist that can do everything like you know occam's blazer and everything else but even like wally clark like i feel like wally is like He's yeah, so Wally was
2: really interesting on that track. Yeah,
0: he's like he's so funny and he's so cool and his turnaround time's crazy and he's a great dude. And so I just thought I felt like he would really be good talking about that shit. You know what I mean? Like it just being funny with it. Same thing with Castro, like him on rain delays. Like it's a very Castro thing, but you wouldn't have heard Castro on like some saxophones and shit. Like you see, no. see what I'm saying? Like or even like Teller just Teller's put out so much music, like just hearing him on like some sad stripped down like soul shit i was like yo i i just kind of felt like we, we were kind of subverting um people's expectations in a way while mm-hmm. doing what we do you know what i mean
2: so is so, up. anything else to add on that andrew
3: yeah no i i really do like i i really do think it was like a breath of fresh air in a way to hear a lot of like these people that people been like digesting like especially lately like all these people on here have like you know like obviously like rich put out smoke detector like mm-hmm. teller banks just dropped that project with Ed glorious like mm-hmm. there's all these people that you know are in your space right now like immediately like have all have workout like at the moment and it was like just cool to hear them in a different you know like present them to people in maybe like a different way than a completely different way that that like than the records that they've heard them on like at the moment
2: mm, i like that oh. definitely all right so i want to talk about the like the cover art and stuff because andrew i believe you did the design work for everything
3: uh yeah i did um i just did like the layout and then oh yeah i mean yeah like obviously there's photos but then everything else yeah i did all the other stuff
2: okay so I, there, there's two things I want to really touch on because I haven't really seen the vinyl or anything yet, but um, the photo, like, where is that? The color scheme and just like the way it all looks is fucking. That's so around cool.
3: the. That's around the corner. That's in South Philly. Okay. Yeah, around the corner from where I live, and like you know, a couple blocks from where Godzilla lives. So it's like mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so we're like that was kind of like. We wanted it. It made the most sense to like do it where you know, you know, right in that where the album comes from. You know what I mean? So (laughs) that that is right in the neighborhood, and that was like because we were talking about it was originally talking about this old water ice joint like over near Zilla's house. It was just like so
0: fucking blown out and depressing, and I was like, yeah, like very
3: (laughs) run, very run down. (laughs) Like I was all
0: about it at first, and I was like, the more we start making music, I'm like, it doesn't fit. Yeah.
3: It doesn't match the vibe of it. Right. So he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't really like kind of I feel like it's not very cohesive with the sound of like what we got." And that's why I was like, "Yo, I got yeah. I got the spot." And then that's when we did that like that mural is fire, so um, yeah. it's like right on 10 it's on 10th and Dickinson. Yeah. In mm. South Philly. Yeah. Um yeah. So that was That was kind of like okay, this is where this record comes from, and like all the colors and like it's so vibrant, Mm -hmm. just kind of like matches what we were trying to do with the record.
2: It really Um, does fit the the sound, the sonic, like the you know the image and the sonics all match up. Thanks, man. Really well. Um, and then you did the 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 cigarette case or the cigarette box cassettes.
3: Uh, yeah, that was something that we had talked about, like a lot so we were when we were talking about doing physicals we obviously we knew we were doing vinyl we knew we were going to do vinyl cd and cassettes and we both kind of like you know at this point we kind of seen all like everything in like kind of like the cassette thing be done with like we did the mini VHS one for the rain. Like, you know, like I think Griff and you had like that matchbox type yeah. of one or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've seen like, oh, these are all really cool. But like, you know, we've been seeing them. Um, and like, we, we kind of circled back to like, because like, yeah, man. Like, you remember when they like had these cigarette tape boxes? And I'm like, yes, like I, that was always like my favorite shit. Yeah. Um, just like as a kid, like going in, like, you know, Sam Goody and stuff and like, all, like looking at all these, you know, buying cassettes at flea markets and stuff. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, I need to touch base with someone and see if we can get this done. And like, lo and behold, he's like, you know, on the line with this person and that person and this person to like, be like, yo, can you guys get these made for us? And they're like, oh, all right, we can do it for you. Yep. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, dope. So, <laughs> it was funny because it was like you know we knew they could do it but it wasn't there but you know this guy pulling his strings and then yeah we like kind of just roll with that and then we figured kind of like go uh minimal like black and white with that and then hit it with like a really colorful tape to kind of like offset and balance it you know
2: nice yeah it's, it's a really cool looking looking packaging so kudos to you, you all nice. on that um what can we expect from the vinyl like is there anything unique with the packaging for the vinyl or the vinyl color or anything like that
0: no you know what it's just it's just the cover art and then it's got uh like a back panel which i think is also on the cd and then the actual like a and b side that goes on the label of the wax Mm -hmm. it's got like an a side and a z side so it's one picture is andrew flip side it's me um and then we just get a black wax i mean this is the first time i've ever pressed up my own shit on vinyl like cash and i were having this discussion for fucking years like i don't know man it's like so expensive and i don't know people are gonna do it and what do we charge and the headache of shipping it and once we did sedale threat um a shout out to steel tip dove dove is a major part of of sedale threat existing (laughs) on wax um once we got that ball rolling and i i saw how easy it was in a sense i was like well I mean, shit. I feel like we could do it for this record, and you know, the price point's got to be a, a good entry point for us to get people, you know, I to get people in the door to want to own the shit. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, like, okay, we, we if we do it, it's going to be for people that that are fans of ours already, and you know, whatever. And as as we're seeing, like more and more people just clearly want vinyl at this moment. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it'll be it'll be ill. I, I just got the note today that, the, like I said, the um the, the pressing yeah. plant is doing the first first round of uh That's wax awesome. this week. So there you go.
3: Obviously, it would've been cool to like have some crazy color because the album is very colorful. But the I feel like the photo is a so like such a good vibrant, colorful photo, and it'll yeah. be like mm-hmm. nice and big, like on that sleeve. It'll just that'll be cool, and it'll just be kind of like. And there's still like a lot of color in the in the um in the A and Z side like on the vinyl. So right. I feel like it might be a little crazy with a with crazy color vinyl
0: as and well. On my vinyl heads, no, like the colored vinyl doesn't the sound isn't as good as black. No. Just straight up. I black. didn't know that. I I, I just
2: buy vinyl to own it. I don't have a record player. No. I mean I have a shitty one, but so everything sounds shitty on it. Good. Sure. Yeah. So Here's that's rough. why I, I just keep it in my office at work and like you know. Every now and again, a kid will be like, "Oh, I like <laughs> Um, So, I mean, that's kind of all my questions, guys. Bet. Is there anything that we didn't discuss that you might want to address?
0: Uh, shouts to Marcus Pin on the cuts. Oh yeah, um, shout out to Marcus. Shouts to Matt Shaver. He did Here the fucking photos. photos. He did. Yeah, he did a great job. Shout out um, to yep.
3: Brian, Rich, Castro, Teller, Banks, Wally. Wally. Alaska, you.
0: no, no one cooks Alaska. on Friday. Yeah, you. you <laughs> what, what, what was your reaction when I sent you the beat? <laughs> I thought it was question.
2: cool as shit. I love that beat.
0: Um, I was like
2: trying to think of like I love the idea of the song, although I cook on Friday a lot. Um,
0: you fucking scoundrel!
2: But I usually, I you know, we do our takeouts on Saturday and Sunday. All right, fine. All right, but you know. Uh, no, I, I, it was really fun to write. It was like a cool concept, um, and I always appreciate when somebody comes with a concept, so that I don't have to think of anything. You just great. write
0: makes you life easier. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on there. And then the uh, one other thing, oh, like, and then the river knows the ending joint. That's yeah. like yeah. that's like a cousin of the rain knows album. Mm-hmm. And then, but I was trying to get that on some like mockami shit. Because I remember, I remember listening to uh, the last song on Pray for Haiti, Sin Eater. I remember saying to Andrew, I'm like, yo, we need, we need some shit like this to end the album. And the funny part is like the rain, the river nose sounds nothing like fucking Sin Eater by Makami at all. But I was just like, we just need like a definitive end song, like a beat that like finishes it, but makes you want to run it back. Yeah. And so he, he kinda nailed it with that shit, even though it's like well, again, it sounds nothing like Makami. Yeah, we coast. This is like driving with the windows down. Got that freestyle music playing in the car with the red the red uh the bullhorn hanging over the, the rear view. Yeah, that's that's what we at man uh sp oh, wrecking awesome. crew three dollar pistol andrew Zillaraga, i'ma take it there hey yo bats in the belfry Miss calls from dr melfi craigslist signed shirt mike pelfry quite healthy Quiet life, phone calls, them Hawaiian nights I tell my barber, keep it high and tight My advice, don't lie about what you don't know Democrats and junkies all around my block shooting dope When I was living single, I was living broke Sat down like Sid Hart, the old man saying the river knows let your troubles flow. Every man who's born alone will die alone. Children of the atom out the biodome. So now we have it all. But how much is too much? And how my neighbors got handicapped spots with new trucks? Everybody's got a fucking cousin somewhere out there greasing wheels. Too raw for the streets. DVDs and old three before. Meat had a meal. I was sipping on swill, but still. Sp-
3: it's funny. It's so like that was like another prime example of one. Like that, that was like the one that, or actually that was two of one. So one was uh, No One Cooks on Friday and two was The River Knows, were two beats that I made for myself that I had songs yes. to that I was like, this is mine. And then the the longer this process went, I was like, I gotta give these beats to Zilla.
0: <laughs> and made a wise choice. And
3: then Those two were like ones that I was holding on to like, like you know, like it was just like, you know, he was he was holding the one hand, and I just like couldn't let it go, just like barely letting it slip out of my hand, like i oh, take it. Yeah, but yeah. Those those were two beats that I like had trouble parting with, but I I'm glad I did, and I I knew I got to the point I'm like I just gotta get in these beats.
0: That's the and I'm up.
3: very happy I did, but it was just like funny. Those are ones that I was like. Uh,
0: I remember you I saying know. that shit too. You were like, oh. man, I don't know, man. You're like. Uh. <laughs> And I was like, yo, I'll give them a good home and I'll take care of them for you, bro. I'll water I these bitches, I'll mean, feed them.
3: It's like I needed right. you to do that anyway. listen, as a producer, I get so it. Like, songs. yo, there's
0: beats I'm sitting on now from like 8 years ago where I can't think of anything to say to them, but I'm like, but they're my beats. Like, no one can have these shits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm on that petty shit too, like, nah. Yeah, you got to
3: hoard. I just
0: Yeah, you got to hoard uh, it, it sometimes.
3: Yeah. I mean, like I was like, it's gonna it'll it'll find the right place somewhere. And I'm like, no, it won't take this away from me now.
0: Yeah. 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 And, the, and then, like, and, and the collects other collects
3: dust. And then I'm like, I hate this. And now it's fucking useless.
0: Correct. Yeah. And then the, the only other thing I always I want to shout out real quick is Actions of the Now. That's like, that's like my favorite non guest song. That, that shit yeah. came out. That shit was, when he sent me that beat, I was just like sitting there. I was like, oh my God. Like, what do you even do to this shit? And then I was just. <laughs> I was on my day loss shit with that one. So I was fucking around with it. And then um, he came by and added, he like layered up the hook one day. And then I, I put like a new verse, this new second verse. I basically freestyled the second verse. It was just mm. like some shit I made up on the spot. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And then he just kind of added it to it. And I was like, man, this, this is like a real song. It, it was just like the way things kept being refined. So everything is like loose and chill. But then in the post-production, like Andrew and C Money Burns, shouts to C Money Burns. They did yeah. a lot of fucking work. Like there's yeah. there's so many flourishes and new things that were not there for like seven, eight months. And now when I start hearing the mixes, I'm like, oh, you you fucking guys like are like on some secret squirrel shit. Like you guys are just like <laughs> doing these little plans, not telling me, and I'm getting it back. I'm like, oh, this is ill. Like I didn't have to tell, I didn't have to give direction. Like, nah, do this, pan this over this way, fade this here. You know what I mean? And then Andrew would be like re- redoing shit or adding background vocals. It was just, it was really impressive to not feel like if I don't say it, then no one's going to do shit, mm-hmm. which is, I don't like that. Like I want, I like people to have, you know, yeah, as, as much input and ideas as they like, you know, like even with the cover, like my idea with the cover was always for me, for me to be on a, a curb and Andrew and add the Allen Iris and Jersey he has with the nuggets, like jumping over me with a skateboard. Like I, I just always yeah. saw that picture. But then he was like, "Yo, how about this mural?" And I was like, "Oh shit! Like that's that's beautiful. Like I never, that would never even occur to me to go." And I drive by that place every day after I drop my, my son off at school. You know what I mean? So I see it all the time. Um, but like him thinking of that shit, it was just like all these things kept finding their places. And uh, to make a record that again, I, I I love the shit out of it. It's like it's just and, simple.
1: <clears throat> I was, uh
3: god damn
0: you get emotional I think also,
3: yeah i'm choked i'm getting choked <laughs> up now i think the thing too that was really really helped this record move along is that like it was really not ever one-sided like i feel like we both really like worked together it was like really a 50-50 split like, yeah it was
0: collaborative it was like
3: fun. there was no like like zilla said he wasn't like oh yeah do this and do that it was like this would come back and i was like all right this this and this needs yeah. to happen and he's like this the, you know what i mean and like we're both like contributing to like yeah like the, like the Andrew of the record coming yes. together not like just Andrew like got to be person. like
0: i'm sorry bro i'm sorry i'm gonna cut you off i'm barely good. everything you're saying is you playing the role of a producer like that's what a producer does so like there's people that just make beats which is dope and then there's people that are like, okay, let me produce the song. Like, let me add this here. I'll work with the engineer. We'll take this shit out. We'll move this over here. We'll put this effect. Like that's real production. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really matter if you could just hit pads all day. Can you make this? Can you make this shit songs? And I, I think yeah. like that's the overarching thing. It's like, I wanted this shit to be songs. I didn't want it to be like two verses, no hook, songs over, the same loop. It comes and goes, like. There's not a lot really ha- like I wanted to be dynamic in a way. And I wanted us to, again, based on what I heard on pop 1967. I'm like, this guy makes fucking songs. There's yeah. Beginning, middles and ends. There's choruses, there's bridges, there's concepts, you know what I mean? Like the artworks ill, like this guy's an amazing artist. So I'm like, I want to make something substantial. Boom. That wasn't just like, oh, it's been six months. I need to put out a record. Yeah. It's In three months, no one's talking about me. I need to put out some shit. Like this, this, and, and, and what I like about the record is it's been like a month, but I'm like, Andrew knows, like, we get like steady sales. You know what I mean? This isn't like a big, after release day, it's not like, oh shit, like, we're not the cool fucking guys. Yeah. Everyone's talking about, you know what I mean? Or like, we get crazy press. But I feel like everyone who's heard it is like, oh shit, like, I want to fucking play this. It's, it's 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 a breezy lot. You know what I mean? It's a breezy situation.
3: Yeah. And I feel like that is also like, it's cool because I also feel like the reception of the record is like what we intended it to be. You know what I mean? People are like, mm. Oh man, this record like makes me like feel good. Or like this record like makes me feel light. Like it makes me, you know, it's like uplifting, you know, people yeah. are like, you know, it's kind of like an escape. Like you said, it's an escapist record. Like it was happened in COVID and Trump and all that shit. And it does sounds like none of that happened. So it's like, it's like an escapist of that for us when we made it, but it's also like an escapist for the listener because it kind of like you know it, it you know it's intended to like up you lift you it's like it's a it's like a fun record in a way where it's like I hate almost saying fun because I feel like motherfuckers when you say like oh, this record's fun, it's like you know it's like not serious or something like if it's not serious, you can't be like you know you can't be taken seriously or like you actually like you know you work hard you're like, oh you're just having fun it's like right fuck that shit you know what i mean like th- this shit is like like you said this is songs this is not like oh here's just like a couple lines on a fucking loop like yeah. you know what i mean? mean like yes it's fun and it's light but it's like very well composed and i feel like that's kind of coming across in the way people are viewing it which is which is nice
2: and to, to your point, I would say that King Cobra is probably one of the most fun albums I've heard in years. And that's just deadly
0: serious. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like straight profanity, but from a place of like yes. history and pain, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's also like a nihilistic like, yo, revolution. Right. But it's like, like Brian says so many times about eating pussy. Like it's, see yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like yeah. he's, and he that's even said something about of like, you know, every time he says something profound, he wants to say something disgusting, like right after it. Like, that's the, the perfect balance versus, yeah. like, even with us, like, being fun. Like, even saying, like, we're dirt bags. It's not, it's not like, you know, like, like fucking, like, uh, like beastie boys, you know, like early on dirt bags, like what you were, like, you know, draining Snoop, like pouring 40s on a chick at a party or some shit. It's, it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like limousine liquor type shit and just like talking shit, drinking Spike Seltzer. Honestly, you know I mean? It's like,
3: just like, it's just like hazards of a, of being a kid like hazards,
1: yeah.
3: hazards of a like being a youth in this in the area and like situation you grew up in it's just like this shit that happened that, yeah
0: you know what i like to it's real it's, quick, it's, you know. it's
2: grown up where there's like nothing to do and making shit to do for yourself
0: that's it and like, know, like and what and what when andrew's so dope at he does this a lot on his albums where andrew's like the songs are like you know buttery soulful and like heavenly reverb hooks we singing but the content is him just talking wild shit yeah or like shitting on people you know what i mean and it's like that beautiful balance even like you need friends where he's like i know you're crying at home like he's making <laughs> fun of people you know you I mean? like i know you're crying on the weekends you know what i mean like yeah,
3: because people are like tough and too cool and like just like the fucking man, but then you go fucking cry at home because you, like, it's just an act because you're like no one actually likes you. You don't
1: have fucking friends. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're lonely. It's that type of shit of like you know it, it's right. It's it's fun like that because you don't need to like know a lot of shit to get into this record. No, but as time goes on, like you catch certain shit, or or maybe you do and don't. Maybe you catch like baseball references. I'm saying or whatever. But I, I don't feel like you. I don't feel like you need to know either one of us that well to fuck with it. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not connected. It's to
3: very anything. accessible.
0: It's yeah. very, yes, that's the word. It's very accessible.
2: That's what's up. I think, I think that's a good note for us to end on. All right. All right. Anything y'all want to promote other than the record?
0: Um, we got the, the vinyl pre-order. Like I said, we just finally got word from the press and plant the first time in six weeks. So that's moving along nicely. Um, CDs and tapes are in stock and then yep. um if you i'll just be i'll keep it a buckle people man if you if you want to see this shit in your local spot your local record store or whatever i mean i just got a message today someone asked me for the a dale threat vinyl to sell in their store i'm like bro that's out of here so when we get this in hand if you want to see it in your local shops put the order in now because uh I'm, I'm seeing how the crew is getting busy so that that's pretty much it that's all i got
3: I got like a hundred records coming out. He
0: does, man. It's, it's like cool keith, man. It's good. He needs a chill. Um, um, yeah.
3: hopefully we can get this posse cut out with Alaska where we do our um uh, our debut duet together. Um, sooner than later. So
2: that's what's up. That's cool. Is that is that the one uh that I had the over here over here over here line? Mm-hmm. Or is
3: that a different oh, yeah, song? Yeah. Over here, right over here. Yeah um yeah. yeah um yes that's that is that one
2: i'm excited for uh-huh. that one
3: and yeah and that's your that was like when you just did your singing and then that's, that's Oh right, song. i forgot about that
2: yeah All oh right. yeah God, and i and
3: nice. then i sang on it with you
2: yes
1: so oh, we, oh, we, oh. Yeah.
3: it's only it's only it's only a 10 and a half minute posse cut perfect is thrilled about it because it's 10 and a half minutes i said him,
0: i was like you don't have the balls to open your album with a 10 and a half yes, minute pause. yes i fucking do is- <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> uh
3: but yeah so i definitely you know there's there's things coming so, you know
2: that's what's up Alaska. Yes.
3: pre-order this pre-order this vinyl please so yeah I pre-order
0: it yeah and then we 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 might uh I mean we we have we, well I just did a, a verse for him and Jesse. They got a record. So nice Jesse Dittree and Andrew. Um yeah, that'll drop I'll be putting that out at some point in the next few months. Me and Andrew just we've fucking sold our houses the same day. So it's, it's been a lot of transition. Just there about. you go, yeah. that's good stuff, man. Yeah, so all, all wow. my all my packing so far has come from boxes Andrew has given me from his move, yeah. which is a great literally great I
3: moved and then put all my boxes aside for Zilla to, to move. And then he came and got all the boxes. And now they're all.
0: Yeah, my whole basement is full of your boxes. So I appreciate it. It a vampire.
3: But yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Bro. Thank, thank you for having us. And thanks for talking about the record. You have to thank me. This is my
0: you. fucking show. Bro. I appreciate it. I'm
3: well, texting Alaska.
0: <laughs> Anytime, buddy.
3: Because he,
0: he, he had the questions. He's okay. a supervisor. Like, he signs off on everything. I do, like, yeah. I, yes I, or I got sign off
2: on your timesheet. I put it like. On Friday, when there's like a holiday on Monday, I give you that extra hour on Friday to leave early. Oh, I it. I put it in like your extra. Three thirty.
0: He's like, you know, not want you to head out early. Yeah, you know, head, head out. I'll,
2: I'll take care of it on your timesheet. Yeah, Go fine. beat traffic. <laughs> traffic.
0: Go beat traffic. Oh, that's oh, wonderful. Yeah, I need a
3: fucking early out every day, got,
0: Indeed. Oh, boys. All right. it's been ill. Andrew, you passed the test. You're allowed to come back on the show. All right. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. thank you guys a so lot of, of gravy yeah. alright guys I'll see you later peace